amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. Today's show, today is the 2nd of March. On the 10th of March in eight days, we will have been doing this show with three name changes, right? Christisms, the Nadia Khalil Morning Show, and now I Dig Your Soul. We keep evolving. We will be have been here seven years. Seven years of talking about different kinds of awarenesses. Now to the point where we're actually breaking down just regular awareness. We're just breaking down awareness. It's not just, okay, did you know that we do this and we do that? We didn't know that there's always, always more. Sometimes we think we know something. I I remember in the beginning when I would meet certain people and these were people who were like in professional industries that deal with courts. They were lawyers or they were doctors. And I remember how inquisitive all the lawyers were. They were fascinated to hear about lying. They wanted to know more about why people lie so that they can break down. I mean, past the obvious that they're trying to save themselves. But what they were really looking for was awareness. They were really just wanting to be more aware of others. And what I found out after working with them for a while was that they were really just wanting to be aware of themselves. Just wanting to be aware of the whys instead of the hows because they have to prove how. And then the why is the motive, because the motive is behind the crime. So I worked on a few cases that a DA was working on, and I was fascinated as to how people tried to do things, that they were not aware that anyone can see them or find them or was on to them. And yesterday, we talked about listening. So then... The doctors that I knew, and one of them became a very close friend of mine, and I would go and see her patients that were terminal. And they listened. 
They listen to what you say because their ear is trained to listen and then to respond to what you say, and they have to be meticulous about it. Where a lawyer needed to hear what he needed to hear or she needed to hear for their case. So their awareness was different. Their awareness was saving the client no matter what they did to saving a life no matter what I need to do. So the different awarenesses really gave me an eye as to why we listen to, why we hear the things that we hear when we both may hear the same thing. What about our awareness changes that? And why does listening change your life today? If you can listen objectively, where you don't have to skew what you're hearing to satisfy the narrative in your head of what you need back from it, but you just listen like, hey, that's true. I may not like it or I may love it, but it's true. Bottom line, it's true. But the second most important part of us being aware, once we have listened, curious about your own thoughts, like why am I thinking that? Is that mine? Is that my ego trying to pull me away from myself? What's up with that? Why am I thinking that? Because knowing our own intentions, asking ourselves those questions, when we are listening to someone, we can relate to where they're coming from because we've already been on that track in our own heads. Not just in experience, but in thought. Well, if this happened to me, then this is what I would do. But wow, if I, if I really did get COVID, you know, and I would be secluded and maybe I lost someone who had it or maybe I was in, in fear or my body was trying to lose itself or whatever it is we're thinking, we're curious, you know, how would it feel to be in that position? That gave me, when I did that, an entire different perspective about COVID, it turned the numbers into people. And then I started hearing about people I know who have it. And then it got even weirder because I thought, oh my gosh, what if I lost this person and that person and that person? What if we lost them? They're just gone. Because with COVID, as we've now seen, there, there isn't very much time for some of us once we get it. But I remember, you know, we, we have a caretaking thing going on in our house right now. And the person that we were protecting, wearing our masks, going out when we were shopping, you know, doing everything we can just to make sure. We were just erring on the side of caution. Because we did not want to get this person more sick. And, we didn't, and I knew for sure they cannot survive the virus if they get it. But for sure, 99%, there's always that 1%. At a doctor's appointment, 
one of the people who were treating them turned out to test positive the next day, and we got a call to go and get them tested because they were around that nurse. And by then, we'd already been exposed to each other, never thinking that would be how it got in. I mean, it was a thought in passing, but not a real thought. So I had to think, oh, my gosh. I had to face that curiosity in my mind. I couldn't just say, oh, no, 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 we'll think about that once we find out the answer. I immediately said, oh, my gosh, what if they get it? Okay, this is what I will do. I will seclude them in a room. And this is how I will behave. And I looked up, you know, what to do to try not to get it in the same household. So you got to seclude them in a room with a bathroom or close to one that you're not going to use if that's possible. But it would be possible in my home. So I had to figure all that out. And then I thought, but what if I got it too? What if we all got it? Then what would we do? How would we deal with this? What if I can't get up in the morning? And I had to walk through that curiosity so that fear did not come in. Because I do listen to people when they talk. And I have to tell you, I do not get great feedback if ever I have to quote somebody back to themselves. They tell me what they want, and then when I keep going back to what they said, because that's what I was working towards, like the doctor who you'd go and you tell them your symptoms, and they say, okay, well, these are the things we're going to look at, because that's why you came in. But when you talk about emotionality, if somebody doesn't hit that point of curiosity in their own minds before they ever get to anyone else and ask themselves, how will I do this if I'm faced with it? How will I respond to an award? How would I feel if I got recognition? Do I push it away? Do I accept it? Am I grateful? Do I feel like that's nothing because... I really didn't care about it. Like, where am I on that scale? Because listening to ourselves opens the door to so many questions about our own minds and why we think what we think. And then it takes us to these spots in our head that are blind spots, right? I'm not going to think about that. Oh, I'm not going to do that. Oh, I'm never going to date again. I got hurt. Oh, I'm never going to look for a good job again because every time I get it, I lose my jobs. Instead of thinking, oh, my gosh, that was right for me for five years and it's not right for me anymore. I wonder what's around the corner because of the curiosity. Because you're listening to the cues that the world is giving you. Or we shut it down. I'm never going to fill in the blank. Do this, do that. But if we face our little blind spots, the, the parts that want to shut down because we are hurt, or keep us away from the success we're asking for, oh, I can't fill out that application for that job or that promotion, 
I can't go to school for that. I don't have time. I can't try for that promotion. I never get them. Well, that's your answer right there. You can't get something without actually applying. There's that joke where someone says, God, God, everybody keeps winning the lottery. Why don't I win the lottery? All these people I see on the news every night, every other night. He says, yeah, you know, you got to meet me halfway and at least buy a ticket. Set the energy in motion. Doesn't guarantee you'll win. But the fact that you tried is the win. It is the win. Because when we can see those blind spots, those places that say, I'll never date again, and then you meet someone you like and you say, oh, my God, I'm so anxious because what, what, what if it doesn't work and it didn't even go on the first date yet? Nothing ever works out for me. So you cancel at the last minute and don't care if you ever see them again. Because it's safer to be in the invested story instead of creating a new story. So now that we're talking about this and you hear yourself say, not for me, everybody else, never, and you just go with that story, you can actually call yourself out and say, oh, That's a blind spot. I didn't know there was a name for that. Now that I do, why do I need a blind spot? What part of life don't I want to live? Because the only time I can actually live it is while I am here. Do you really want to be the person who once you get home and you look at your life over here and what you've done and how you've done it, and you say, why didn't I just try that? And then you'll see yourself cozy in your little couch, not being challenged by anything or anybody. And you kind of want to be, but not enough to make that movement, but over time, You start to see your will not even ask anymore. And then you start to feel lonely and you wonder why you're not part of life. And it doesn't mean you go out guns a-blazing. It just means trying. Buying the lottery ticket doesn't guarantee a win, but you bought the ticket. And you get that excited feeling when they're doing the numbers. You sign up for that class. You teach yourself through YouTube videos how to paint. Now that you're cooking, you're interested in a certain kind of cook. All of a sudden, what you eat means more to you. And you start to learn things like the best meals have the best ingredients you can buy. 
if you can buy them. Everything we do when we answer the curiosity in our own minds, we'll start to see what we hide from ourselves and what we protect ourselves from and what we don't. And once we start to see that, something magical happens. We start feeling like we want to engage. We want to tell somebody. We want to talk about it. We start to want to involve others. Now we feel a part of a motion, a forward motion, a movement. And then after we feel that and we talk to people, it forces us to come back to ourselves and look at, okay, what can I do and what can't I do in that? And if I can't do it, Is it because of my values? Is it because of integrity? Is it because of money? Is it because of health? Is it because of location? But why can't I do it so that now you can remedy? You can find a way. Maybe I can do it virtually if I don't live in England. Maybe I can raise money to do that. Every single thing we do goes back to our awareness of what we believe and what tools we have used so far until this very day. How we got here. And for some of us, we say, hey, this has always worked for me. I'm going to continue to do it. And then somebody shows up at your door with a new way to do it, and you're like, wow, never would have thought of that. Oh, my gosh, how did I not see that? Oh, I just wasn't ready. Instead of, God, I'm so stupid. Everybody knows what I don't know. Silly me for trying. I hear that one. That one's like the biggest, you know, pity, self-pity you can start hitting yourself with. Everybody else figured it out. No, they didn't. They they. Figured it out after asking questions, after trying a million ways. All we need is one yes to do anything we want in our lives. That one yes doesn't come from other people. It comes from you. It comes from you. You have been the propeller. You are the gas pedal. You are the one who turns the knob on the door. You are the one who walks through the door. You are the one who knows what you desire most. And you are also the one who knows what you desire out of insecurity and what you desire out of security. You know. You know what you want for a recognition that you think will make you feel better about yourself, and you know what you want because you really, really love what it is you're looking for. 
And if you choose the one that you want out of insecurity, the lessons you are going to get are going to be trying either to feed the insecurity or to heal the insecurity. And if you do what you really love, if you're aware enough to say, you know what, if I do that, that's going to take me off my path. I know there's no shortcuts. But look, that's so tempting. I could just go from zero to 60. I really like this person, and I just don't want to wait for that person to get to me. going to date over here, and then... I'll just date lightly, but I won't tell that person, and then I'll just drop them when I get what I want from the other person. Hedging, dating like that. That's why people are so scared of dating. Because so many people will tell somebody what they want to hear, but not the truth. Or who they are, or what their background is, or what they're like in the dating world. How fast their turnover is. I'm mentoring two young women. And one of them just, every time I talk to her, I just met someone new, I just met someone new. This guy just stopped texting. This guy just stopped talking. This guy just stopped doing whatever. And I look at her, she's a beautiful woman, physically and inside. She's wise beyond her years for her age. And that's hard to take from guys her age because they're not ready to get married and have a family. And even though she's their age and she's younger, she is that person. She's like one of those people that's like a natural mother. So I told her, you might want to start dating a couple of years ahead of you because then you'll have an emotional match. But you're matching people that are just right now defining who they are. They're not ready unless you really, really, really know when you meet that person. But you can't turn people into who they are not yet. So once she got that awareness, she's like, oh, my God, you're right. I'm just taking on the wrong person, the wrong people, the wrong mindset. And she realized she had a blind spot to the fact that other people weren't in the same place she was. And as silly as that sounds, she knew it inside, didn't know how to play it out in real life. So she was just doing the same thing, trying to get different results over and over again, which is the definition of a craziness. But when she came to me to ask for feedback that told me that she had already listened to herself. She had already answered the curious things in her mind. She hit a standstill. She knew she had an emotional blind spot. And now that she was asking for feedback, it gave her the opportunity to reflect on her values. To say, but wait a minute, what do I want And do I even ask that of the other person? Like, hey, what do you want to do in your life? And I told her dating isn't that the minute you go on a first date, you're cemented and then they leave you. Look at it as 
hey, I'm deciding if this is the right place for both of us, and that's what the other person is doing. And if we're not right for each other, we're going to know. But this is just the curiosity part. This is the part that, hey, I am attracted to you, but I really don't know you. I'm attracted to how you look. And Ali writes in the chat, you know, many don't realize the soulmate are themselves. But if you're not your own friend, no one's going to be a better friend to you than what you allowed yourself to be. So when you meet people that are calm, they are usually your best bet in being able to get to know who they are. Because they will have the patience to tell you, to go through the process. They're not just trying to, you know, get you in bed that night or make sure you go on a date with them or or they're just lonely. Knowing who we're dealing with can only come to us when we listen to ourselves more than we shut ourselves down by saying, why am I thinking that? What do I want from that? Is that coming from my strongest point or my weakest point? Do I have any more emotional blind spots? Are there things I don't want to talk about or see or do? Are they all things that I'm doing to protect myself? to not challenge myself. Here, let me run this by someone I trust. And then how do I feel about that? Am I really doing what they said? Because achieving just that that little bit more happiness, that little bit of peace of mind, That affects everything else in your life, starting with improving your self-awareness. If you aren't, and I know it sounds funny to say this, but if you are not aware of who you are, you have no emotional tools filter out what's good for you and what isn't. Because when we don't know who we are, what is that thing Christ said? When you own your vulnerabilities, nobody else can. And when you don't own your vulnerabilities, anyone else can. Anyone. Anyone can. Because you don't know what they are. So someone else who knows that the people who don't know who they are are easily led, they will feed them whatever they feed them, and the other person will say, great replacement for me thinking about this. Let me think about what you think about, and they follow. And my work is a complete 
opposite of that. I want you to follow you because you're the one who's going to live your life. I don't want to live anyone's life for them. But I love to see people's lives open up and start to sparkle and start to feel that happiness and start to breathe all the way down to your toes and back up again. I like to see that you have that emotional toolbox. I like to know that if I'm talking to you, you're listening. And if you're talking to me, that I'm listening to you. Pull out our points of curiosity, that we look at our blind spots, that we ask each other for feedback, and that we go back and take a look at what our values are, what are we capable of doing and not, and still be okay with ourselves. Self-awareness is everything. You guys, I love you guys so very much. Thank you, Ollie, for saying it's a good show. That's always nice to hear. I will see you guys tomorrow on Relationship Wednesday. Have a great, great Tuesday. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the I Dig Your Soul podcast. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.